The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. Start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration, whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer. It's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's the Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Tuesday morning to you, January 30th, 7 a.m. Brenda and Pat with you on the Morning Blend. Eric, our producer, is with us, making sure we are right on time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Good morning, Pat. It feels like when I say January 30th, the end is near. Oh, no, it feels like spring, doesn't it? it? Yesterday yeah. was, was a little bit warm. Oh, it was. I was out in shirt sleeves walking yesterday, just enjoying the sunshine, soaking it up. And I think everybody in my neighborhood was out with their dog. Yes. I'd never seen so many people out walking. Everybody just soaking up that sunshine, loving it. Felt great. So I'm noticing that my irises are just starting <laughs> to peep up. But everybody knows that the sign that winter is almost over crocus start appearing and blooming Ah. right so i haven't i've been kind of looking around i don't see any yet so maybe that should be coming in the next few weeks well there was a stink bug in my office i don't know what that means does that mean this morning and i thought wait a minute that's a little early for you guys to show up so yeah so groundhog day is what february 2nd Oh, yes, that's right. I think first Uh or second. So uh, I'll be interested to know what Poxitani has to say, (laughs) but it certainly does feel like an early spring around here. Don't get too confident. Now, I was looking at my phone uh, and I noticed we got a snow February 25th last year. That's right. So we are not, you know, this is, don't be lulled into a false sense of security here. Okay. We are going to get another Arctic blast. I Mark my word. Okay. Yeah. You know, my weather prediction ability uh, yeah, that, has been uh, phenomenal. That hip joint of yours <laughs> is an excellent barometer. <laughs> it's my big toe, actually. Oh, is that what it is? It's your big toe starts kind of twitching Just, a little it. bit. Yes, yeah. So that means that the change in weather. And the nail turns a little different shade of yellow. It's, yeah, right. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, gosh. Well, whether it is going to be more rain, more snow, or more sunshine today, we are just so glad that all of our listeners are tuning in today. I feel like, I told you, I felt like, you know, when I was a kid, the day we would go to Six Flags Over Texas, that was the big deal (laughs) for me. And uh, I feel like that because we've got the very first Parish of the Week coming up today. And I don't know why I'm giddy about it, but at 840, Sarah Kinsey's going to be in to announce that very first Parish of the Week. I'm excited. This is, I think, a really great project because we know about the wonderful things about our own parishes. But so often we just kind of live in our pew doing services at our parish. And we don't necessarily know all of the other parishes around, especially if you're a little bit of a ways out. Right. And so we're going to begin this project. We've got some great parishes here in the Portland area, just kind of outside that main area. We're going to be heading down south, the I-5 corridor, picking up parishes along the day. We'll even head north a little bit into Vancouver. I know about some wonderful parishes there. So we've been talking about this. We've got some great parishes. But if you want to tell us why your parish is such a wonderful place to be, please let us know. 
Yeah, info at matradayradio.com. Just shoot us an email, info at matradayradio.com, and uh, get your parish involved. But the first one coming up at 840 this morning, exciting. Exciting. Well, you know what else is exciting, Pat? Going to a new restaurant. Oh, yeah. I got to join some friends yesterday, the, the the couple that we go with. But we whenever we get together, which is about, oh, once a month or so, we'll just the four of us get together for dinner. We always go to the same like couple of places. And so finally our friends, she's like, you know what? I've been hearing about this place. We should go try it. And it was wonderful. Uptown Barrel Company. And, you know, in my mind, it it's like brewery. That's what I was thinking oh, I when see. I walked uh-huh. in. Oh, no. It was such a quaint little place. Now, there's an area in Vancouver. So everybody, of course, recognizes now the waterfront area. Uh-huh. And then right you know, north from there, there's Esther Short Park and kind of Vancouver downtown. Right. But if you keep heading north over Mill Plain, which uh-huh. is kind of the main road, you're going to end on Main Street. You're going to enter this little older area called Uptown Village. It mm. reminds me of Mississippi Avenue or Street here I, in I Portland. I think I've been there. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. just kind of really quaint little shops. Yeah. They've got some uh, places for adult beverage, a great ice cream shop, but just very uh, unique, you know, small family owned places. And we, we walked out of there and we're like, why aren't we coming down here more often? Oh, cool. It's a really neat area of Vancouver. That's wonderful. So, I, I, yeah, I've been there. Uh, there's a coffee shop there I went to, and I thought it had kind of a Seattle feel to it, even yeah, in that area. Yeah, just a yeah. real quaint. They've got unique shops, weird stuff, of course, because it's still the Pacific Northwest. And uh, so, yeah, lovely time. So uh, this week, maybe this weekend, if you've been thinking about trying a new restaurant, I encourage try it. Well, today could be the day you eat al fresco, eat outside, you know, and enjoy that sunshine. <laughs> I am right? not eating outside <laughs> in January. I'm going to do that. I'm going to eat in the park today. Uh, That's are what you? I'm yeah, sure. A little picnic <laughs> basket for you, huh? Yeah, a little picnic <laughs> basket. That Eric's got the right idea. There you go. Well, enjoy your... Al- Tomorrow you can let me know how that works out will, for you. I will, I will. What do you got coming up today? Well, we got all kinds of amazing things happening today. And believe it or not, Brenda, technology now will allow you to control your phone and your computer with your thoughts. Oh. Yeah. I Neuralink want my f- is online. We've got the uh, the details on that. This I, is, yeah, this kind of creeps me out a little bit. I do yeah. not want my mind controlling my phone like that. Who knows what's going to come up? I'm going to be <laughs> trying to get directions and it's going to be showing me cat videos. Yeah. <laughs> the heart wants what the heart wants. That's right. And there is a lot, of, a lot more news, though, to get to nationally. Of course, we have an update on the attack in Jordan of the U.S. service members, and in Florida, tragedy, a retired priest and his sister killed in their home. So I'm going to give you an update on that. It just came as such tragic news, and they're still trying to decipher this story. So uh, we'll just keep them in our prayers, but we'll have that update for you as well. So we're going to start today's show with Katie Hurst and Answers. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. What about all the earthquakes, fires and hurricanes? Why does it keep on storming when you could stop the rain? I want the answers. What about all the sickness medicine can't solve? 
What about all the cancer? You could heal it all. I want the answers. You know my questions. You know. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. That is Katie Hurst, and she has the answers. 710 on the Morning Blend, Brenda Pat and producer Eric with you. And you know who has the answers? Emily Jeanette. Yes, she has got the answers regarding holy habits and how we can incorporate those into our 2024. Brenda talks with Emily next after we check that beautiful weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Holy Cross Priest Father Jim Gallagher in prayer with the morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. 
for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for sin, for the intentions of all my friends and associates, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Holy Family Catholic Clinic is a proud member of Mater Dei Radio's Leadership Circle. Located at 21810 Willamette Drive in West Lynn, Holy Family Catholic Clinic is Christ-centered and provides superior, compassionate, life-affirming health care to patients of all ages. Holy Family Catholic Clinic offers medical services that are in adherence to Catholic moral teaching and bioethics, honoring the sanctity of life from conception to natural death. Learn more at holyfamilyclinic.com. That's holyfamilyclinic.com. Amazing parishes form the backbone of our vibrant Catholic community. Mater Dei Radio is all set to salute these outstanding churches and their members as our Parish of the Week. Every Tech Tuesday at 840, our digital disciple Sarah Kinsey joins the Morning Blend to reveal our weekly winner. Tell us the reasons why we should recognize your parish by sending an email to info at materdayradio.com. That's info at materdayradio.com to nominate your church as our Parish of the Week. From the uplifting choirs to energetic youth groups, dedicated service ministries, and delectable potluck dinners, what are the things that make your parish family stand out? Let us know and then catch the Morning Blend on Tech Tuesdays at 840 for the big announcement. Your church could be our next Parish of the Week with a hearty tribute on the Hail Mary Media app and Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 713 at Mater Day Radio. High of 56 and low of 50 today as there's only a 40% chance of rain today. But later on, that's going to become 70%. There's a new front coming in that brings breezy winds and precipitation goes up to 90% tomorrow. Dense fog in the southern Willamette Valley right now. And the Tualatin and Pudding Rivers may start to run a little high. A Pudding River? I've never heard of Pudding River. Mm, yeah, it's down, yes. It's down where I live in Salem. Yeah. Okay. Well, watch out for that. I hope that uh, that it's all under control. Uh, currently 48 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic School in Vancouver. You're thinking butterscotch, aren't I was you? thinking, of, yes, I was thinking about <laughs> chocolate pudding now. 48 on the banks of the Pudding River at St. Joseph <laughs> Catholic School in Salem. We have figured out that to get through the cycles of everyday life, well, we form our habits and these routines, well, we come to rely on them to get us places on time, even find a shortcut or two to get through a big project. But sometimes we also form habits that are not good for us, things that let us take the easy way out or even self-indulgent. So have you developed good habits or poor habits when it comes to your spiritual life? Well, in her new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, author Emily Jaminette identifies 10 habits and virtues that come from the Sacred Heart. Emily is the executive director of the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network, and she's joining me today. Hello, Emily. Thank you for joining the show once again. Of course. Thank you so much for having me on. And what a fun conversation to talk about the importance of the Sacred Heart and Holy Habits. <laughs> 
Well, when everybody, I hear the term, oh, holy habits. Now, I want to have that holy habit. Now, for me, sometimes it's just forcing myself into the routine. And then, well, the holiness is born out of that. So tell our listeners a little bit about how we form habits, especially these holy types of habits, and get the real spiritual fruit out of them. Well, it's such a great question you asked. And I can say that the the holy habits from the Sacred Heart um, are based on one of the beautiful quotes I read from St. Margaret Mary Alicote that lived in, um, received these apparitions in the 1670s. And Jesus said, from my heart floats mercy, charity, grace, and virtue. And I had to pause in, when I was reading it, and I'm like, wow, virtue flows from the heart of Jesus. And a lot of times we picture, you know, the divine mercy image and seeing his mercy pouring out, but really asking the Lord to bolster our faith through helping us to be a better example in our stability of, of practicing these habits, like you gave the example of praying the rosary, and even, you know, being more like Christ, beginning with, with working on our very own heart. We know and love that beautiful image of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and you mentioned Margaret Mary Alacoque. What was her devotion to the Sacred Heart that helped her form those holy habits? Well, 350 years since Jesus appeared to St. Margaret Mary in a very difficult time where the, the habits of many Catholics looked very different at that time. They were in the midst of France and a, a time of Jansenism, where religion was presented in a very cold way, where people did not frequently receive Holy Communion, for example. But what Jesus revealed is he revealed in this apparition himself, where his heart was outside of his body. And he really invites us to make his heart our personal refuge. He even said the words, behold, this heart that loves so much, but has received nothing but ingratitude, coldness, and indifference in return. So he's inviting us to respond to his heart with love so that we change from the inside out. Oh, I think that's incredibly beautiful. And and we know, though, that sometimes just having the desire to change or pick up a new habit can be, well, a little bit trying. And we know that, well, the evil one is always trying to keep us in these bad habits that we've formed and keep us from driving to holiness. It is our peace that we are always after. And it seems so often that when we have these bad habits formed, like not doing these daily devotions and prayers that bring us peace and indulging in self-harming you know, harming habits like overeating and, and not living a healthy lifestyle, that while it seems in our minds that should be the easiest or the first thing that we would want to change and, and to just really have a healthy lifestyle, both spiritually and physically, but it's hard to change bad habits. Why do you think that is? It is hard to change bad habits. And for myself as a, a mother of seven, you know, married almost 25 years, involved in ministry, I see some of those habits that have become ingrained in our family. And we, during the different liturgical seasons, we just finished let, you know, have to work extra hard to make New Year's Day relevant, to make our Ash Wednesdays stick throughout the rest of the year. But what I'm noticing in our society and what I'm calling people to a deeper devotion to the heart of Jesus in this new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, is because I believe God wants to change all of society's habits, that he wants to literally put his heart back at the center of homes, of relationships, of marriages, 
of even institutions and schools because his heart is a heart of perfect love. And when we compare the counterfeits of love and we look at these poor habits that lead us maybe down a road of, of even um, numbness or coldness or, or, or anger or lack of, of true love, it, they don't stand at all to compare to Jesus's perfect heart. He, he purifies all of that. And so I'm, I couldn't be any more excited in my own personal life of seeing what the devotion has done in the life of my, my family, my relatives, and the life of others. And that's what I, I share in the book, that there's hope. Jesus is offering us peace of our, you know, the attributes of the kingdom, peace, joy, um, and even spiritual stability each and every day. You know, talking about holy habits and, of course, your series, A Mother's a Moment, that we have here on Mater Day Radio. It's amazing how just in a minute and a half, especially for a busy mom or a parent, that how sometimes if you can just get your kids quiet for a moment, just having a moment in prayer brings you a peace that you need that we all really desire. That's true also of the habit of this devotion to the sacred heart. The goal is to bring peace. Tell our listeners about peace in our lives. Well, I think that right now the Lord is working so hard to knock on our own hearts. We can think of revelations as he's knocking on the hearts of those. And what we have to do is open our heart to the Lord. So that opening is that responding to the loving heart of Jesus, what he's constantly inviting us to encounter his heart, to to understand that he wants to offer spiritual food in the whole Eucharist, that he wants to be ever present in our life. But as you mentioned, you know, that lifeline begins with us humbling ourselves and engaging in, in the prayer life and, and reawakening this prayer life, deepening this prayer life and pausing and um, really, honestly, Brenda, a lot of it is putting down our phones, mm. turning off the distractions and saying, Jesus, I need you. I need to have you in my life so that I can receive your love and then share that love with others. Oh, no doubt that that phone is definitely a time sucker. It it really does. And sometimes I just mean to look at a few things. And before I know it, well, I've spent a half hour, 40 minutes, thinking an hour looking at things that is really keeping me from being the virtuous type of person that I want to be. That is some of what you will learn about in Emily Jaminet's new book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart. It is out by Ave Maria Press. Emily, this has been a lot of interesting content, and there's more I want to talk to you about, especially what people are going to find in the pages of your new book. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in our next half hour? Absolutely. Nothing would make me happier. <laughs> well, thanks so much. 723 at Mater Day Radio, the morning blend with Brenda and Pat and producer Eric. And we are celebrating National Catholic Schools Week this week. And we've got a big treat tonight on Voice of the Shepherd at 730, our weekly program with Archbishop Sample and Dina Marie Hale. We will have the new, uh, I guess, the director of Catholic Schools mm-hmm. for the Archdiocese of Portland, Dr. Elias Moe, will be on the air with Archbishop Sample tonight at 730. 
Liberty. And uh, looking forward to that because yes. I think this is really his first public appearance. We'll have it right here on Mater Day Radio tonight as we celebrate Catholic Schools Week. And there's a lot to celebrate there with Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Day Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend, on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. 725 on the Morning Blend, and imagine controlling your phone and computer with just the thoughts in your head. It's one step closer to reality. Details just ahead. And tragedy in Palm Bay, Florida, where four people were killed, two of whom, a Catholic priest Mm. and his sister. And I'll have that story for you as well in news. This is the Vigil Project, always faithful. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Before you split the sea, you were leading. darkness with the sun cause your love is sure you're always faithful always faithful you are the love that will endure all of your promises are sure you're everlasting you're never failing even before we knew
Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That's the Vigil Project and Always Faithful. What a sky. Boy, we're lighting up the morning this morning. It's 7.30. And sad news to report, a retired Catholic priest with the Archdiocese of Orlando and his sister were among the four people killed in a Sunday afternoon shooting in Palm Bay, Florida, according to a diocesan statement. Father Robert Hofner, who celebrated his 50th year in the priesthood last year, was allegedly killed by a 24-year-old man named Brandon Kappas on a Sunday. In addition to Hofner and his sister Sally, the suspected shooter also allegedly killed his grandfather, William Kappas, and one other person who has not been named yet. The shooting of Hofner and his sister took place at a different location than the shooter of the grandfather and the person who has not yet been identified. The motive for the shooting is still unclear. The deaths of the priest and his sister found at their home drew a response from Bishop John Noonan, who oversees the Orlando Diocese. Bishop Noonan issued a statement mourning the tragic loss of these four lives and said, we pray for the repose of their souls and extend our prayers to their families. Boosting religious liberty worldwide could help resolve contentious issues such as the Middle East crisis and the war in Ukraine, prevent genocide, and promote democracy. The co-chairs of this week's International Religious Freedom Summit 2024 say. Sam Brownback, former U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom, outlines the goals for this two-day event. What I'm looking most forward to is the growth of the movement. I feel like this is our fourth annual summit that we've done, but it's not our fourth annual. It's our fourth cumulative. The first three, we're really building up speed speed for the movement. And this one is taking off. We'll have the Speaker of the House, Johnson, will be one of the speakers. Uh, Mike Pence, former vice president, will be one of the speakers. Highest level speakers that we've ever had. And the movement is galvanizing. It's of people of faith from all over the world standing for religious freedom for everybody everywhere. A total of 90 organizations are partners in the International Religious Freedom Summit, which opens today in Washington, D.C. A Sandy Senior Care Center was shut down on Friday and residents were relocated after the state suspended the facility's license. Mount Hood Senior Living is a residential and memory care facility with 50 beds. The Oregon Department of Human Services says the facility is a serious threat to residents' health and safety, listing seven violations in an order issues to the owners. DHS alleges the facility didn't provide a safe and sanitary kitchen, properly trained staff, and failed to safely administer medication. Now, once DHS suspended Mount Hood Senior Living's license on Friday, residents were forced to leave. The family of residents received an email Friday about the closure, leaving many families worried about what would happen to residents and want assurances that they will be properly cared for. Elon Musk, the billionaire founder of the neurotechnology company Neuralink, has said the first human received an implant from the brain chip startup on Sunday and is recovering well. The surgery is not a surprise. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration had given the company clearance in September to carry out its first trial of its implant on humans. 
Initial results show promising neuron spike detection, Musk said in a post on X Monday, a day after the chip was implanted. The businessman said the first Neuralink product is called telepathy. It enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking, according to Musk. Can I just say, absolutely not. I will not be putting a device into my brain. I can push the buttons on my phone like that. It's about the size of a hair. It's a little thread. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's very minute. Um, yeah, okay. I, I, I'm with you. There's something a little I'm bit disturbing not about doing this. That. Yeah, okay. but uh, it's going on. Okay, I yeah. wonder if they will announce in the future who this person is, that they will, you know, give an example of what their capability is. I, I bet I'd with, be hip, curious. with HIPAA laws, probably not. I mean, this is a surgical procedure and a test, so I, I doubt that will become public knowledge. But, but you they know, might come Pope forward. Pope Francis has spoken out on this in a number of times, and, and as, it, as the technology really accelerates, you know, the church is probably going to even, even issue more warnings. It's exciting, but also we, you know, I, no. I've even heard, I've even heard must caution about where yeah, it's going. So, yeah. I not, I'm fairly <laughs> certain as Catholics, we are not, uh, we, we do not condone kind of the transhumanist and body augmentation kind of stuff. Yeah. No, I don't care what it is. You stay out of my brain. It, it, it's an interesting <laughs> ethical dilemma. It really is. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, many local winemakers were hit hard by the impact of smoke from the 2020 Labor Day fires on their crops, leading many to file suit against Pacific Power for their alleged role in the fires. Now, earlier this month, the courts gave wineries and vineyards the go-ahead to sue Pacific Power for their role in the fires after many reported entire grape, pro- entire grape crops damaged by smoke taint. Now, nine wine businesses are joining the suit filing in Multnomah County and they join others who have already filed suit in the state. The attorneys are hosting a town hall with area vineyards and winemakers at noon on February 28th at the Atticus Hotel in McMinnville. And in sports, good news out of the Motor Center. The Philadelphia 76ers paid a visit to Portland last night to take on the Trailblazers without key players Joel Embed and Tyrese Maxey. And the Blazers ran away with a 130-104 home win last night. Passing and hot shooting typified the outing. The Blazers produced 29 assists. 54.8% shooting from the field, 42.9% from the three-point arc. That's a hot night. It's one of their best offensive performances of the year. And just in time, because tomorrow night at Uh the Moda Center, Dame time. Damian Lillard is back with the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, so it's gonna be weird to see him in that that Bucks uniform. It will be. I, 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 I predict... Standing ovation Absolutely. for many minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Well, it is still three years away, but the Archdiocese of Seoul cannot contain its excitement over hosting the upcoming World Youth Day 2027. The Archdiocese recently shared in a press release that it had already convened the preliminary research team, which will begin laying the groundwork for organizing the global youth event. Their main goal is to ensure a profound and impactful experience for all youth participants. 
J.P. Morrow at Alitea reported that the team is composed of a diverse group of 40 members, including clergy, consecrated individuals, and they call dynamic young minds from within the Archdiocese of Seoul. Unified in their dedication to the mission, this is the team that will contribute the most to the spiritual and organizational dimensions of World Youth Day 27. On January 25th, the team held its inaugural meeting where they began to share discussions and insights about shaping the trajectory of youth ministry in the years leading up to World Youth Day. They also started the task of establishing the foundational principles of the event. The teams will meet for many sessions between January and June of this year to accomplish this massive undertaking. The committee has divided up the workload into three integral components, the pastoral office, the planning office, and the foundation secretariat. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, happy Catholic Schools Week, everybody. This Thursday at 6 o'clock, St. Agatha School is having an open house. Located in the heart of Selwood, St. Agatha School has pre-K through 8th grade education, and you're invited to come check it out, meet teachers, meet parents, and meet the classrooms. For these and more events, go to our website, materdayradio.com, and check out our community calendar. Well, school is in session, and our teacher is Emily Jamet, and she will tell us all about holy habits with Brenda next after we check that weather forecast. Looking good here at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join me, Sister Anne-Marie Warren, in this prayer by St. Ignatius of Loyola. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Take, Lord, and receive all my liberty, my memory, my understanding, and my entire will, all that I have and possess. Thou hast given all to me. To Thee, O Lord, I return it. All is Thine. Dispose of it wholly according to thy will. Give me thy love and thy grace, for this is sufficient for me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdeiradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Dei Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. This is Archbishop Alexander Sample of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, inviting you to join me for the Voice of the Shepherd. 
I always look forward to our time together to discuss issues that matter most to our families and to the church. Catch the voice of the shepherd with Portland Archbishop Alexander Sample and me, Dina Marie, your host, each Tuesday night at 7.30, Saturday afternoon at 3.30, and Sunday morning at 7.30 on Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 742 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 56 and low of 50 tonight as there's only a 40% chance of rain today. But right now we saw the sun just a little bit on the horizon, but it's a little cloudy up there. Still a nice deep indigo blue this morning at the studio. Hope you're having a good morning too. Currently, it is 46 degrees at St. Rose Catholic School up in Longview. And a great start to the day, 49 at Maris Catholic High School in Eugene. And I am back with the wonderful Emily Jaminet. You know, you listen to Emily on the morning blend with her mother's moments, little spots that you hear. Just these little minute and a half breaks that just really remind us mothers that, well, it's important to take pause reinvigorate us even in a minute and a half and boy get ready to take on well whatever challenges you might have well in her new book holy habits from the sacred heart emily jaminette well she identifies 10 habits and virtue that come from the sacred heart she's also going to show you how you can intentionally practice these virtues in order to get closer to Jesus. Emily is with us today. We'll tell us more about it. Emily, thanks so much for staying with us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having this conversation about holy habits, ways for us to encounter the heart of Jesus. And from that encounter, we are transformed to strengthen and bolster not only our faith, but improve our relationships as well. Now, in your new book, it is out by Ave Maria Press. The title is Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, 10 Ways to Build Stronger, More Loving Relationships. I think that is incredibly beautiful. Tell our listeners a little bit about if they were to pick up this book and start looking at these pages, what they're going to find and how they can actually use the book rather than just read words on the page. Well, thank you for asking me that question. A lot of times people um, have enjoyed my previous books and one of them being Secrets of the Sacred Heart, which leads you deeper into the promises of the Sacred Heart and it serves as a devotional. But I felt like we were missing a book between that. For a lot of times we want to welcome the reign of Christ into our life, but we don't know where to begin. And that's where this book is. This book is for every single Catholic. I, I make reference to the 12 promises from, from Jesus to St. Margaret Mary Alicote, but that's not really the center focus. The center focus is each chapter begins and includes prayers. It includes a powerful testimony, a glimpse into somebody's heart. Sometimes it's my personal heart, uh, a family member's heart, but also others who have shared with me what has happened in their own life when they began to better implement this devotion. And that really made a huge impact on me wanting to write this book to tell these little stories. Along with that, I include a ton of amazing quotes from St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. I think it's important as she, Jesus invited her to be the disciple of the Sacred Heart. It's important that we understand, you know, what he said to her and how he identifies himself, such as his heart is our refuge. It's an invitation for us to respond to his love. I also include in each chapter, not only these holy habits, which you mentioned, such as, you know, being open to docility, encountering the kingdom, 
you know, having the courage to get rid of shame, shame and, and blaming ourselves for the past, but instead welcoming the Lord in a new way. Some of these holy habits that will really change your life. And at the end of each chapter, I offer just a simple question, four or five reflection questions that you can either reflect on your own, you can talk to your spouse with and go through the book um, as a couple, or even as a study, a group study and saying, you know, how can we implement this in our life? But I'm, I'm very excited about the possibilities and what people have said, how this book is helping them to see the Lord working in their life. Well, that is some of what you will learn about in Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart. It is a new book out by Emily Jaminette. Well, Emily, I love when I receive copies of these books because I can go through these pages, but then also I'd like to look at the back of the book and read some of what other people have said. Let me read this to our listeners. This from the wonderful father, James Kubicki. Here's what he says. Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart makes it clear that The sacred heart devotion is not some sentimental practice of piety from the good old days, but is instead an important practice that can help families find hope in the midst of the struggles and challenges of today's world. And I love the sound of that because, boy, and I think about myself, you know, raising four children and teenagers and all that they can do. It can be real struggle sometimes. And in my own life, I feel like if I could just control as as best I can and align what all of these kids need to do and get it all in order and control that it's going to be okay. But somehow that thought lacks a humility. And you talk about that in one of the chapters. Kind of let our listeners know a little bit about what that chapter sounds like, because it's similar to the other virtues in the book. Well, I think that it's important that Jesus in, in the scriptures tells us that his heart is meek and humble. He invites us to encounter his heart and he invites us to not only know those attributes, but to be able to implement them. And that's why I think it's very, very important that as practicing Catholics, if we try to, like you mentioned, control and and stifle stifle our relationships and make it about ourselves, the Lord can't work. Instead, what he wants us to do is let go of the control, let go of the areas that maybe we're clinging on to way too tight and look at our inner heart and see where he can transform us. That transformation will honestly be the greatest moment of your life when you give it all to Jesus. And then you begin to rebuild, rebuild with with how you approach the way that you do things, with how you are, are really focusing on being more prayerful. And what will happen is I believe your witness will be um, really much more sincere and appreciated by those in your life. Uh, I this The sound of that just actually does bring a wonderful peace over you. And I look forward to reading more and practicing some of the habits that you offer in your new book. Emily, tell our listeners where they're going to be able to get a copy for themselves and also where they can learn more about the Sacred Heart Enthronement Network. Well, your listeners can purchase the book at any Catholic bookstore. Amazon, Ave Maria Press would always welcome your service. And I'm so grateful. You can find me at emilyjaminette.com. Oh, fantastic. Well, Emily, thank you again for joining us on the Morning Blend. We really appreciate your time today. And thank you and bless you for writing such a wonderful book.
Well, thank you so much. It's always an honor to be with you. And again, that is Emily Jaminet. Now, the name of the book we were just discussing is Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, 10 Ways to Build Stronger, More Loving Relationships. It is out by Ave Maria Press. I will be sure to include the links that Emily was just talking about so you can get a copy for yourself. You'll find those links on the podcast of this interview, com and the Hail Mary Media app. 750 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. I could use some holy habits. You know, we're just two weeks away from Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday will so be you, here very soon. You better very get those soon. holy habits in gear, right? I've, now is the right, the right time to start thinking about that. Sure. What do you want to do this year? Yeah. How? What's it going to take to prepare your ways to create those habits? I mean, it's a great book to maybe read and, and gear up and get ready for this Lenten season. It'll be here before you know it. And you know what else is going to be here? I'm so excited Less for this. Less than an hour away, our very first Parish of the Week. I wonder who it's going to be. Yeah. Now, explain to our listeners a little bit about what, why we're picking a Parish of the Week and how we're going to you know, make this Parish stand out among many. Yeah. So what we did was we were just talking about all the wonderful things through the community calendar, I think is how it started, that are going on in our parishes, even during ordinary time, not just during Lent and Christmas, but throughout the year. Right. And we just got one idea led to another. We thought, you know what? We need to recognize a parish every single week is our parish of the week and just kind of highlight all the cool things that they're doing, get some of the church personnel on the air, and just really make a big deal about our individual parishes. So that's how we did it. And yes. we thought, we'll take nominations. So if you want to nominate your parish, just drop us an email, info at com, And then every week, 840 on Tuesdays, our digital disciple, Sarah Kinsey, will be here to announce the weekly Parish of the Week. And the very first one, numero uno, coming up at <laughs> 840 this morning here at Monterey Radio. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue. I was so stoked last weekend, I got to have a guest starring role on Hawaii Five O. I played the role of a captain, we were in the opening uh, sequence of the show, and I had a young couple on my boat, they were newlyweds, and suddenly a satellite explodes and falls from the sky, and then a boat shows up and starts shooting at us, and uh, I run to try to get the boat started, and I got shot and killed. And then the director says, cut, and let's shoot it again. I think he meant literally. And then we go uh, from another angle. Uh, we do this, our same lines again, and I run, and then I get shot and killed again. And then I get up. Director says, let's do it again. I got shot and killed probably 30 times. You know, there's games that people play, uh, computer games, where you get to have extra lives. You die, but you get to have extra lives. But getting shot 20 times and getting to get up and walk away from it, that's not the way it is in real life. The Bible says that it is appointed on a man once to live, then to die. 
then the judgment. There is no reincarnation. There is no second chances. We get this one life to live, and we want to live this life to the fullest. When I die, when I go to heaven, I want to look at the beatific vision. I want to look at the beautiful, powerful God, and I'll be able to see him because I will be like him. The Bible says we shall see him as he is, for we shall be like him. We'll be able to see God face to face, and we'll be able to know what love really is, and we'll be able to know what truth really is, and we'll be able to know what justice really is, because we will see God face to face. That is, of course, um, if we live this life on earth according to his will. So I'm inviting you, while you have this time on earth, to surrender all all you are to Jesus Christ. This is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue. You can go to deepadventure.com for more information. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Join Modern Day Radio in our resolution to read the entire Bible this year. Bible in a Year with me, Father Mike Schmitz, is now available right here on Catholic Radio. Encounter God's voice and learn how to live life through the lens of Scripture with a new episode every day. I hope you'll join me as we discover how the story of salvation unfolds and how we fit into that story today. Bible in a Year, mornings Monday through Saturday at 6.30 and Sundays at 7, right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, Western Oregon and Southwest Washington's number one Catholic morning show on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Mater Day Radio. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio, The Morning Blend with Brenda Pat and producer Eric. And just ahead, Brenda, a gold medal delayed, but a gold mm-hmm. medal coming in skating. <laughs> <laughs> we got details on this belated medal ceremony just ahead. Well, people ask around here what happened to D.B. Cooper and across mm. the country and world. People always wonder what happened to Amelia Earhart. Yes. They may have found her airplane. This wow. is an incredible story so many years later, and I'll tell you about it right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Colleen with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Today's saint bears a story that feels a little bit like the beginning of a fairy tale. Saint Balthild of Shell had a life that was nothing short of incredible. Born sometime around 626, she was presumably an Anglo-Saxon Christian, possibly of noble birth. At a young age, she was captured and sold as a slave in Gaul. Noticing her beauty and pious nature, she was purchased by the mayor of Neustria, who made her his cupbearer. Beltild was so pleasant in manners, humility, and virtue that the mayor decided to make her his wife. But this was not what Beltild wanted, so she avoided the marriage by dressing herself in rags and hiding from her master until he eventually chose to marry another woman. Years later, the Frankish king Clovis II visited Neustria Palace, where he fell in love with the beautiful and dignified Beltild. He consequently asked for her hand in marriage, and this time, she she did not run and hide. The young king married Beltild, raising the slave girl to the status of queen. 
Despite her new status, she is said to have maintained a pious and humble attitude, always keenly aware that her first duty was always to serve the Lord. The king entrusted to her management of the court and control of charitable funds, which she generously spent in service of the church and the poor. Baltild became the mother of three future kings, Clothar, Thuderic, and Kilderic. And when her husband died around 657, she became the queen regent until her eldest son came of age to take his father's throne. As queen ruler, Beltild was famous for her compassionate legislation, enacting laws that reduced taxes, stopped the purchasing of leadership status in the church, and prevented the buying and selling of Christian slaves. According to legend, she was known to purchase slaves from the markets in order to give them their freedom. She also purportedly gave away her own gold and silver to help the poor, donated royal lands to the church, and even had a huge convent built at Shell near Paris. Some sources differ on the timeline and even the exact reason for her retirement, but sometime around 665, presumably when her son ascended to the throne, she gave up her queenly powers and withdrew to her convent in Shell. At the convent, she lived a humble and pious life of virtue, where she willingly served her sisters in the kitchen and even cleaned the latrines. When she became ill and it was clear that she was dying, she had a dream of herself ascending the staircase to heaven to receive her eternal reward. She died at the age of 50 in the year 680. Reports of miracles began surrounding her tomb, including one story of a boy who was miraculously delivered from demonic possession. Beltild had an incredible life journey from powerless slave to powerful queen, and she never ceased to recognize the responsibility that came with that power. Her story is a reminder that no matter your status in life, you should never stop serving. May we learn from her example and recognize that each of us has a responsibility to impact the world around us with the love of Christ. St. Beltild of Shell, pray for us. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken the Saint. And that is Awaken the Saint. And you can find more information about the lives of the saints and also access Lenten resources with Mater Day Radio. Download today our free Hail Mary media app. All the details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. An Israeli intelligence dossier that prompted a cascade of countries to halt funds for a U.N.-Palestinian aid agency includes allegation that some staff took part in abductions and killings during the October 7th raid that sparked the Gaza War. The six-page dossier alleges that some 190 employees of the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, including teachers, have doubled as Hamas or Islamic Jihad militants. Eight of the agency's biggest donor countries have halted funding, including the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany, Australia, Finland, Italy, the Netherlands, and Canada. The Palestinians have accused Israel of falsifying information to tarnish the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, which it says has fired some staffers and is investigating these allegations. Pope Francis confirmed that he will meet with the president of Argentina, Javier Malay, who will be attending the canonization of Blessed Maria Antonia of St. Joseph, the first Argentine female saint to be held February 11th in Rome. The Holy Father said he was ready to start a dialogue with the president of his native country and assured that he was not offended by the insults that Malay had hurled against him before he was elected president. Words during the election campaign come and go, the Pope downplayed. 
The Pope explained now that it is customary to greet the dignitaries from the countries visiting for the occasion. Pope Francis learned that the president has asked for a meeting, which was accepted. And Argentine News reported that the private audience between the president and the Holy Father was confirmed in Rome. The president of Argentina's agenda includes first a trip to Israel before traveling on to Rome. Washington state lawmakers are trying again this session to pass a bill that would make clergy mandatory reporters of child abuse or neglect. Senate Bill 6298 would add clergy to the list of mandatory reporters in Washington. Washington is now one of five states where clergy are not mandated reporters of child abuse or neglect, according to a federal agency that tracks such laws. Both the state House and Senate passed versions of the bill last year that would change that. The chambers, however, couldn't agree on whether clergy should still be obligated to report allegations if they learn the information during a religious confession. The Washington Catholic Conference supports the motivation behind the bill, but reiterated it has concerns that require priests to break the seal of confession and violate the First Amendment. Nationwide, of the 45 states in which clergy are mandated reporters, only seven states have removed that loophole due to religious confession. So, Pat, recently I shared having dinner with Auxiliary Bishop Frank Schuster yes. from the Archdiocese. He talked about the previous uh, bill that was not approved. I think it did not pass by just a singular vote. And he said, but I assure you, priests will not break the seal of confession, no matter what the law is. And I said to him, I said, Bishop Schuster, are, are priests willing to go to jail for it? And instantly he looked at me and said, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Our priests are willing to go to jail and will not break that seal. So it'll be interesting to see how this one turns out. Well, new clues have emerged in what is one of the greatest mysteries of all time, and that's the disappearance of legendary American aviator Amelia Earhart. Deep Sea Vision, an ocean exploratory company based in South Carolina, announced Saturday that it captured compelling sonar images of what could be Earhart's aircraft at the bottom of the Pacific Ocean. The discovery was made possible by a high-tech unmanned underwater drone and a 16-member crew, which surveyed more than 5,200 square miles of ocean floor between September and December. The team spotted the plane-shaped object between Australia and Hawaii, about 100 miles off Howland Island, which is where Earhart and her navigator friend Noonan were supposed to refuel but never arrived. Deep Sea Vision founder Tony Romeo said he was optimistic in what they had found. The Deep Sea Vision team plans to investigate the area where images were taken sometime this year. I'm skeptical. You're skeptical I'm now. I'm skeptical. We've had these these pop up like every five or six years or something. Sure. Well, we found her shoe. We found a picture. We found, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. I hope they're right, but I'm skeptical. It. Uh, they have images online of what they saw. And, I mean, not knowing what a lot of underwater mountainous rocks or whatever look like, it, it looks like an airplane. Whatever it is that they are looking at looks like an airplane. Okay. But I don't know if it would survive a crash and the bottom of the ocean sinking. I mean, I don't know what it was like. I guess it so just we'll depends see. on how hard it hits the ocean surface. Mm. That's true. Somebody who she loves watching glided in. aircraft disaster. Mm. 
stuff. Okay, we'll yeah. see where this goes. In sports, an international sports federation declared the United States the winner of the 2022 Olympic team figure skating competition and stripped the Russian Olympic Committee of its claim to the title in the wake of disqualification of Russian teenage figure skater Camilla Bellella providing the latest installment in a geopolitical saga that will now enter its third year. The wild ride for nine American figure skaters won't end with this announcement by the International Skating Union, which will be challenged afresh by the Russian team in the same court of arbitration for sport that on Monday handed down a four-year ban for Belaweva in her doping allegations. Within hours of the ISU announcement, the Russian Olympic Committee said it begun preparing documents for an appeal. So they're not going to let go of that gold medal very easily. But uh, technically, the United States now is the gold medal winner in the 2022 Olympics. Ugh, that is so difficult. And you think about those people, though, that they that the excitement and the honor of taking the podium to receive a mm-hmm. gold medal, I, I, I think they may be maybe happy of course to receive that gold medal but there is something maybe missing not having being able to stand on that podium the day that that award was given yeah it's uh it's a controversial issue and i have a feeling three years and it'll go another three at least yeah, yeah. this is not yeah, over it's for not sure. over well legend has it that centuries ago manatees used to be mistaken for mermaids yeah and the site last week at one Florida State Park would have put ancient sailors in shock. Blue Spring State Park is home to one of the largest wintering gathering sites for manatees in Florida. And recently, the park reached a new record when the number of manatees spotted in a group was nearly 1,000. On a Facebook post, they said record-breaking morning at Blue Springs State Park. Now, the volunteer group, which helped support the park, said the previous record was only around 736 on New Year's Day of this year. So manatees typically flock to the park during the winter months, but several factors have caused their numbers to increase over the years. Now, according to a Facebook post from the nonprofit Save the Manatee Club, January 21st was one of the coldest mornings of the Florida winter season so far. And the temperatures of the St. John's River, which Blue Springs sits on, was recorded at 58.8 degrees Fahrenheit. To survive the cold winter weather, manatees will seek out water that is typically warmer than 68 degrees. This is because despite their thick-looking bodies and the blubbery animal, affectionately known as a sea cow, well, they only have about an inch of fat and a very slow metabolism, meaning that they can't stay warm very easily. So since their spring water remains at a constant 72 degrees and is protected from human recreational activity, Blue Springs makes the perfect manatee refuge during the colder months. That's how I feel after a big Sunday dinner, <laughs> like a big manatee floating a big, in a big warm tub. Big sea cow, huh? <laughs> That's me. <laughs> It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Friday is February 2nd, which makes it the first Friday of the month, and that makes it First Friday Holy Hour and Social Hour for young adults at St. Michael's Catholic Church in Portland. Starting at 7 p.m., the Holy Hour will include live music, a group rosary, and an invitation to respond to Christ's Eucharistic presence with sincere desire and petition after the Holy Hour is the social. For these and more events in our Catholic community, 
Visit MadreDayRadio.com to see our entire community calendar of events. Well, every Tuesday, it's our homily highlight, and we're going to head south down to Springfield to St. Alice Catholic Church and check in with Father Mark Bentz on our homily highlight just ahead after we check that beautiful weather forecast, but rain on the way at Matraday Radio. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. This is Father Eric Anderson, pastor of St. Stephen's Catholic Church in Portland, Oregon. Please join me in praying a morning offering. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. O God, in union with the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer Thee the precious blood of Jesus from all the altars throughout the world, joining with it the offering of my every thought, word, and action of this day. O Jesus, I desire today to gain every indulgence and merit that I can and offer them together with myself to Mary Immaculate, that she may best apply them in the interests of the most sacred heart. Precious blood of Jesus, save us. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, or to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdeiradio.com. Support from Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Blessings from Heaven, the peaceful place to shop for all things Catholic. Blessings from Heaven has a variety of gifts for all occasions and many other Catholic items to choose from. Located on the corner of 3rd and Southwest Tucker Avenue in Beaverton, Blessings from Heaven is open Tuesday through Saturday. For more information, call 503-644-1814. It may be hard to believe, but Ash Wednesday and the start of Lent are just a few days away. Get ready for this special season with help from Mater Dei Radio. Unite with us in prayer during our three daily broadcasts of the Holy Mass, the Sacred Mysteries of the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and Catholic Reflections that will enrich your life. Mater Dei Radio is also eager to pray for your personal request through our prayer hotline. You can send an intention to our prayer team now by clicking the Pray button on the Hail Mary Media app and MatraDayRadio.com or make a call directly to the prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Lynn will be here before you know it. Make sure you're ready to pray with the Hail Mary Media app and Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 812 here at Mater Day Radio, high of 56 and low of 50 today. The chance for rain goes up as the day goes on, developing into a 70% chance tonight. Tomorrow it's going to go up to 90% as a new front moves in, bringing breezy winds and scattered showers. But right now, it's dry and a little bright out there for your morning commute. All right, currently 51 degrees at the Chesterton Academy of the Willamette Valley in Mount Angel. And it is 48 degrees in Southeast Portland at the Franciscan Montessori Earth School. 
Need a recap of Sunday's readings? It's time for Homily Highlights on Mater Day Radio. Today's homily highlight from Father Mark Benz, pastor at St. Alice Catholic Church down in Springfield. We have to look at it and see how is, king, how is the kingdom of Satan dismantled? Jesus does three things, right? He first exposes Satan, then he silences him, and then he drives him out. Okay, each of those pieces are important. You notice what's really interesting is that this demon, right, was probably in this community for a while. And it just laid hidden. And all of a sudden, something changes and he comes to the surface. You know what that change is? Anointed preaching. Isn't that interesting? Jesus preaches and all of a sudden the demon pops his head out. And people are like, whoa, what's up with that dude, right? He might have been sitting in the congregation for years and all of a sudden he's manifesting a demon. They're like, where'd that come from? What I want to tell you people is that this happens not just in the Jewish synagogue of old, but this is in every parish and in every family and in our lives. The enemy is operating a lot of times in the background, and we have to expose the works of darkness with the light of truth. And, and, and friends, it's, it's not pretty, right? Because, you know, sometimes I, I use the example, right? In my life, sometimes I'm just going along. I'm like, why is nothing working, right? Why is it just so hard? And then all of a sudden God reveals something like, you need to confess that. And I'm like, oh. And then all of a sudden the cloud lifts. I want to sh- there's, there's a couple of stories that I've had of this experience where the word of God has exposed areas of darkness. Well, one of them was funnier, but, but it's okay. Like when I got here and I started preaching, some people ran away and you're like, ooh, what's that? Ooh, you know. But, but anyway, what happened was is that there was a lady who went to a retreat, right? And there's, during this retreat, we preached about the gospel and about the word of God, and I'll let her share her story. But what happened was is that all of a sudden she started to manifest and started to throw up. Right? And there was a manifestation of deliverance that started happening when she started repenting of her sins that had been holding her captive her whole life. And she's an amazing woman now. She's very involved in the parish. And her life has been completely transformed because the word of God revealed the works of darkness. Right? But you see, what happens is, is that, that when the word of God is preached with authenticity and with anointing, the enemy's strongholds are revealed. And then there's a power struggle. And then we have a choice to make. Do we submit to the power of the Lord or do we resist him, right? And we see very clearly that he's speaking now and uh, he's trying to drive Jesus out. He's, it's direct opposition. The kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of Satan have now been revealed and now they're fighting. And they're, the enemy's trying to drive Jesus out. And how does he do that? He says, I know who you are. When you use someone's name, it means you have authority over them. So he's trying to get authority over Jesus. It's like an exorcism, trying to exercise Jesus. Can you imagine how stupid that is, right? He's a demon, he, you know. But the thing is, is that that's the thing. They're so invested in evil that they're just going to keep on trying even though it's pointless. And Jesus, with one word, says, quiet, get out. Now, what's interesting is, is that you notice the demon isn't telling something that's wrong. He's saying something true. Why does Jesus tell him to shut up? Isn't that interesting? He says, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Is Jesus the Holy One of God? Yes. Why does Jesus tell him to be quiet? This is why we have good scripture commentary, so people who are a lot smarter than I am. Okay, listen to this. This is from Euthymius, who said, Jesus taught us never to believe the demons, even when what they say is true. Listen, because they love falsehood and are most hostile to us, they never speak the truth except to deceive. Hmm. For liars that they are, they conceal and disguise their lies by a coloring of truth. They say certain things that are true at first, and afterwards interweave with them what is false, that those who have believed the first may believe also the last. 
Isn't that remarkable? Right? This is why a lot of people go to fortune tellers, and they go to a lot of crystal readers and other palm readers and other things, because they get something true out of them. They'll get a little bit of truth, but then they're enslaved to the occult. The enemy is willing to give little tidbits and crumbs to entice you along, be like, hey, you've been praying, you've been asking God for an answer, and he's quiet, I can, if you pay me some money, I'll get it to you. This happens in our Latino community a lot. They go to, they go to church, and they also go to brujas, because you actually get what you ask for when you go to a bruja. It's crazy, right? But that's what happens. I tell people, how do you know somebody's a witch or somebody's of God? If they make you pay for their prayers, they're a witch. Anybody convicted right now? If you ever paid for somebody to pray for you, they are a witch and a shaman, okay? Not of God. Because St. Paul, he says, I give freely what I've received. I will never ask you. And in fact, when people give money, it's like, do not pay me to pray for you, okay? Right? The fact is, when you are paying for a mass, you are not paying me, right? You are making an offering to God, right? It is not a transactional relationship, okay? We want to be very clear about that, right? Because that's simony when you're selling God's grace. God's grace is free. If you can't afford a mass, we will offer one for you, okay? We have needs in the parish, but we expect in the offertory that you support them so that people who are poor, they can have access to the sacraments, right? Because it's not, it's not an issue of money, right? We recognize this. It's really important. But you see, he also says this. The demon in an unseasonable manner and too quickly disclosed that Christ was the Messiah. Isn't this interesting? He says the right thing, but at the wrong time. The right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. Isn't that interesting? That's really important for our spiritual wisdom. He says, this might have injured him and turned people away from him for so mighty a secret should be disclosed gradually and the people be persuaded of its truth by many miracles for otherwise they would not receive it and believe it. He's making a really big claim. I'm the son of God. I'm the word made flesh. And if you come on board and you just say that outright, people are going to be like, yeah, right. He has to demonstrate it over a long period of time, over a three-year ministry by many miracles who he is before people are ready to receive it. And even then they're not ready to receive it, right, until the Holy Spirit comes. So we recognize the enemy, he has a bit of the truth, otherwise he wouldn't believe it, but it's also mixed with falsehood. So remember this, friends, when Satan is speaking to you, don't listen. There's a great story, uh, I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a Desert Father kind of story, where there are three monks and the devil appears to them and he says, if you could go back in time and make me undo one of my works, what would you have me change? And one of the monks said, you know, I would make it Satan so that you didn't tempt Adam and Eve, you know. And then another monk, he said, I would make it so that you didn't induce Judas to sin. And the other monk got on his knees and said, be gone, Satan! And he disappeared. And in that moment, he looked to his brothers and he said, do you realize what he was doing to us? He was getting us to focus, he was getting us to talk to him first, which you never talk to Satan. But secondly, he was getting us to live in the past instead of in the present and use the grace of God to drive out the enemy instead of worrying about what could have been differently. Do you see how many of us are doing the same thing? Oh, if only we could go back to this period of time. If only we could have this president. If only we could have this marriage. If only we could have this thing. You're in the life you have. And the grace of God is here for you to overcome every trial. Do not live in the past, brothers and sisters. The past is important so you know what happens so you don't repeat the errors of the past. 
But if you live in the past, you are missing the point that Jesus is alive and his mercies are new every morning. The book of Lamentations tells us this at every funeral when I read it. It always hits me. It says, the thought of my homeless poverty is like wormwood and gall. Remembering it over and over makes me downcast. But I will call this to mind as my reason for hope. The mercies of God are not exhausted. They are new every morning. So great is his faithfulness. And it is eight, uh, 8.21 here at Mater Day Radio. Good. Wow, I am invigorated <laughs> after listening to that. My goodness. Up. Now, if you want to hear what it was that Father Mark Benz was talking about, please go to our webpage, materdayradio.com. That homily by Father Mark Benz, St. Alice in Springfield, going to be made into a podcast. You can listen to it again there or on the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Christopher Minutes, thoughts on making every day count. I'm Tony Rossi. Micah Herndon returned home from four years of active duty in Iraq and Afghanistan and took up running to cope with post-traumatic stress and survivor's guilt. Several years later, he entered the Boston Marathon in memory of three of his fallen comrades, Juarez, Ballard, and Hamer. At mile 20, Herndon's legs began to lock up. He dropped to the ground and began crawling. He low-crawled until his legs loosened up enough to allow him to crawl on all fours. He made it across the finish line to honor the fallen and send a message. Herndon told the Today Show, I hope to bring awareness to PTSD and all the other issues that come from war, and not to be ashamed of it if you're a veteran. This message was brought to you by the Christophers. Thanks for listening, and remember that it's better to light one candle than to curse the darkness. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. Are you searching for stories of how God is transforming lives in profound and creative ways? Do you want to be inspired to join the mission of evangelization? I'm Miriam Marston, host of Blazing the Trail, and each week through interviews, scripture, and song, we explore what it looks like to share the gospel with courage and hope. Please join me on Wednesdays and Sundays at 7.30 p.m. right here on Mater Dei Radio or anytime on materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 825 at Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Brenda. Ooh, I'm getting tingly, (laughs) tingly, because between now and 9 o'clock, we are going to name our very first 
Parish of the Week. The digital disciple Sarah Kinsey will be here and she'll make that big announcement. Who's it going to be? I don't know. But the reason why you're so excited is you've been eating sugar all morning. So you're a little hyped up now. <laughs> I can't wait. It is going to be fun. It's pretty exciting. I am excited. And I'm not eating any sugar. I, I assure you, coffee is black. No okay. sugar. No sugar okay, at so all. It's, this it's is natural. Caffeine. This is natural. Or maybe the caffeine. <laughs> oh, well, there's not too much natural about me these days. So glad to hear it. And also, already plans for World Youth Day 27 Ooh. underway. In Boy, Seoul. In Seoul, South Korea. Boy, they have got a lot of planning to do. I have a feeling this is going to be a fantastic destination that the whole world will want to be involved in. So I'm going to get you updated already if on they what got they're Bulgogi, tackling. I'm there. You're there. Okay. <laughs> Here is Tori Harris with Face to Face. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Kimchi, too. Grace of heaven, come and dwell in us. Our hearts renew. Fire of God, Sweet. 
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. That is Tori Harris, face to face. It's 8.30. And sad news to report a retired Catholic priest with the Archdiocese of Orlando and his sister were among the four people killed in a Sunday afternoon shooting in Palm Bay, Florida, according to a diocesan statement. Father Robert Hofner, who celebrated his 50th year in the priesthood last year, was allegedly killed by a 24-year-old man named Brandon Kappas on Sunday. In addition to Hofner and his sister Sally, the suspected suitor also allegedly killed his grandfather, William Kappas, and one other person whose name has not yet been released. The shooting of Hofner and his sister took place at a different location than the grandfather and a fourth person who has not yet been identified. The motive for the shooting is still unclear. Now, the depth of the priest and his sister found at their home drew a response from Bishop John Noonan, who oversees the Orlando Diocese. Bishop Noonan issued a statement mourning the tragic loss of these four lives and said, We pray for the repose of their souls and extend our prayers to their families. Boosting religious liberty worldwide could help resolve contentious issues such as the Middle East crisis and the war in Ukraine, prevent genocide, and promote democracy. The co-chairs of this week's International Religious Freedom Summit 2024 say. Sam Brownback, former U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for International Religious Freedom, outlines the goals of this two-day event. What I'm looking most forward to is the growth of the movement. I feel like this is our fourth annual summit that we've done, but it's not our fourth annual. It's our fourth cumulative. The first three, we're really building up speed speed for the movement, and this one is taking off. We'll have the Speaker of the House, Johnson, will be one of the speakers. Uh, Mike Pence, former vice president, will be one of the speakers. Highest level speakers that we've ever had. And the movement is galvanizing. It's of people of faith from all over the world standing for religious freedom for everybody everywhere. A total of 90 organizations are partners in the International Religious Freedom Summit, which opens later today in Washington, D.C. The Pentagon released the identities of the three American service members killed Sunday by a drone attack in northeastern Jordan. The three were identified as Sergeant William Jerome Rivers of Carrollton, Georgia. Specialist Kennedy Layden Sanders, 24 years old, of Waycross, Georgia, and Specialist Breonna Alexandria Moffitt, 23 years old, of Savannah, Georgia. The three were all reservists assigned to the 718th Engineer Company in Fort Moore, Georgia. Meanwhile, the number of those wounded in the attack rose to more than 40, the Pentagon announced on Monday. The attack in Jordan marks the first deadly attack on U.S. forces in the Middle East since the Israel-Hamas war broke out with Hamas attacks on Israel on October 7th. The U.S. has been attempting to contain the conflict and prevent it from spreading further in the region. Elon Musk, the billionaire founder of the neurotechnology company Neuralink, has said the first human received an implant from the brain chip startup on Sunday and is recovering well. The surgery is not a surprise. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration had given the company clearance in September to carry out the first trial of its implant on humans. Initial results show promising neuron spike detection, Musk said in a post on X yesterday, a day after the chip was implanted. 
The businessman said the first Neuralink product is called telepathy. It enables control of your phone or computer and through them almost any device just by thinking, Musk wrote. We said this in the first hour. Brave new world. Uh Uh-uh. No chances. You ain't getting into my brain. Okay. (laughs) Got to preserve every cell I've got. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, many local winemakers were hit hard by the impact of smoke from the 2020 Labor Day fires on their crops, leading many to file suit against Pacific Power for their alleged role in the fires. Earlier this month, courts gave wineries and vineyards the go-ahead to sue Pacific Power for their alleged role in the fires after many reported entire grape crops damaged by smoke taint. Now nine wine businesses are joining the suit, filing in Multnomah County, and they join others who have already filed suit in the state. The attorneys are hosting a town hall with area vineyards and winemakers at noon on February 28th at the Atticus Hotel in McMinnville. And in sports, well, good news for Blazer fans. The Philadelphia 76ers paid a visit to the Moda Center last night, and the Blazers came out with the win. Now, the 76ers are without key players Joel Embed and Tyrese Maxey, but the Blazers ran away with it 130-104 last night. They had passing and hot shooting, and they had on the night 29 assists, 54.8% shooting from the field, 42.9% from beyond the three-point arc it was their best offensive performance of the year and they need it because tomorrow night gonna be a biggie mm-hmm. at the motor center dame is back dame, dame dollar yeah dame dollar will be with the milwaukee bucks though okay so tomorrow, we still tomorrow night him. we i guarantee you the rafters are going to be shaken but people cheering it's going to be a standing oh you just watch tomorrow okay. night i it's going to be exciting to have dame back one game they only get one game with him uh in portland and then one in milwaukee will it be televised tomorrow it will be yeah. okay yeah. i'll be watching then all right It's still three years away, but the Archdiocese of Seoul cannot contain its excitement over hosting the upcoming World Youth Day 2027. The Archdiocese recently shared in a press release that it had already convened the preliminary research team, which will begin laying the groundwork for organizing the global youth event. Their main goal is to ensure a profound and impactful experience for all youth participants. J.P. Morrow at Alatea reported that the team is composed of a diverse group of 40 members, including clergy, consecrated individuals, and dynamic young minds from within the Archdiocese of Seoul. Unified in their dedication to the mission, this is the team that will contribute the most to the spiritual and organizational dimensions of World Youth Day, 27. On January 25th, the team held its inaugural meeting where they began to share discussions and insights about shaping the trajectory of youth ministry in the years leading up to World Youth Day. And they also started the task of establishing the foundational principles of the event. So you think about it now. So it's 2027. So you've got some time planning. It can be expensive, especially if you uh, are a college student and you're trying to get there. Here's what you need to do right now. Figure out how many months it is between now and when a a final payment for a pilgrimage needs to be made for that World Week Day. Say you're going to go with the Archdiocese of Portland. Estimating about what they spent to go to World Youth Day in Portugal, 
divide that number up over the number of months you have left and just set that as a goal. Just save every single month in a little side account so that way you're not tempted to get into it. And by the time it rolls around in 2027, you'll be ready to go. You make it sound easy. It is. Just so, that easy. So 2027. So if Pope Francis is there in 2027, will he be a soul man? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's always a soul man. I'm a soul man. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. Well, this Saturday, February 3rd at 12 p.m., the monthly healing mass in honor of St. Peregrine is taking place at the Grotto, the sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother in Portland. At this mass, a blessing with the relic of St. Peregrine will be offered. And for these and more events in our Catholic community, Look at the community calendar at materdayradio.com. Well, I think I've seen Blues Brothers maybe once or twice too many times. So <laughs> Hey, I'm excited. You know what's coming up next? The digital disciple Sarah Kinsey is here for Tech Tuesday and our very first Parish of the Week. Who's it going to be? We'll tell you next after we check that weather forecast at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Registrations for both CYO Track and Field and Camp Howard are now open. With Track and Field, youth can try new events, learn teamwork skills, improve their fitness, and reach new goals. We are also hiring track and field officials. Visit CYOCampHoward.org to learn more. At Camp Howard, we help cultivate children's social skill sets in a safe environment with trained staff, connecting with others in the beautiful, peaceful outdoors with a host of wonderful activities. These include swimming, archery, basketball, arts and crafts, hiking, campfires, and having fun with fellow campers. We are also hiring summer camp staff. Be transformed where everyone in our community is valued and celebrated for the person they are. And join us this summer. Register your children or grandchildren now at CYOCampHoward.org. Thank you to all of our volunteers for your efforts to inspire our youth to become faith-filled leaders. May God richly bless you. Support from Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Jade Bistro and Patisserie. Located on Southeast 13th in Portland's Selwood neighborhood, the Jade Bistro is family-run, serving Vietnamese and Thai cuisine with influences from France and Laos. French pastries are available daily, open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. Information can be found online at jadeportland.com. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. 
It's 741 here at Mater Day Radio. High of 56 and low of 50 today. It's a 40% chance of rain that turns into 70% later tonight. But tomorrow it's going to get even more wet and breezy as a new front moves in. 90% chance of rain tomorrow. Dense fog should be lifting that was lingering down in Albany, Corvallis, and Eugene. So it should be nice and bright for you on the rest of your morning commute this morning. Currently, it is 49 degrees at St. John the Evangelist Catholic Church up in Vancouver. And 48 at Visitation Catholic School in Verbort. Well, weeks ago here at Mater Day Radio, we were thinking about how we can just talk more about our great Catholic parishes here in the Archdiocese of Portland and in Southwest Washington. And we decided every week here at Mater Day Radio, we are going to be highlighting a parish of the week. Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio, is joining us today to make that announcement. Good morning, Sarah. Thanks so much for joining us today. Good morning. I'm excited. I am too. So before we actually say the name of this parish, sure. what are some of the things that you found just in your own home parishes that you just really you love about going to church on Sundays because it's such a wonderful experience for you? Yeah, I mean, of course, um, obviously, you know, the Mass and the Eucharist is is the, the big, the big that's thing the there. But, Jesus. <laughs> that's um, a big one, isn't that's it? That's a big one, so I got to mention that. Um, but I do think, you know, um, you know, growing up, I think just being part of community is really mm. important because that's where we really live our faith out, and that's where we put what we hear, um, you know, at Mass. That's where we put that into practice. And, um, and so I think really... Uh, just the the community aspect and and all the activities that are part of a parish, you know, ways that help you grow in your faith um, and also ways, though, that you can help each other and help your community. And and there's just a lot of great things that happen in a parish. And I'm excited because, you know, every parish is different. And, you know, I'm familiar with several, you know, in our local area, but I'm excited for this project because I I think I'll get to know more. So I I love just learning about what makes each parish different and what what are really, you know, the good things that are going on in each one. And they're all going to look different, but I I love learning about them. They are going to all look a little bit different depending on the charisms Mm -hmm. and the focus of the priest but of course as you said the one unifying thing in every single one of these parishes is the presence of jesus christ in the eucharist in the tabernacle of every catholic church both here in our local area and of course around the world sarah kenzie is the digital media manager here at mater day radio joining us it is a building it is a building isn't it (laughs) you you're just teasing i was gonna i was about to ask about traffic but no let's get to it Uh, sarah (laughs) you are joining us today because we have the very first parish of the week highlight and it is ascension catholic church in southeast portland all right ascension what a a great urban parish right yeah ascension is a great parish i've I've, uh, been able to be there a few different times and um, when you're there you just can tell that they have a lot going on um so um if it's all right i'll share a little bit about the parish for for those that aren't familiar um they have wonderful staff uh uh, who i've been communicating with about about this uh feature and uh their pastor is father david jaspers um who's a wonderful priest Uh and uh they they are really a vibrant very welcoming parish um and they they have a bilingual mass on a regular basis, um, and that really has changed a lot um, in their community. Where it really helps, like multicultural families, really you know explore the faith and, and to and to 
really worship God in the language that they're that they're comfortable with. So for a lot of their parish, that means Spanish for the parents and then English for young kids and mm-hmm. teenagers. And so this has really helped, you know, engage the whole family. Um, and they do a lot of community activities as well. Um, every Friday they go to a different retirement home and celebrate mass in their local oh. area, uh, which is just fantastic. Um, they told me that the best compliment that they that they have gotten and I think that they really value is people always notice the parking lot is full and the church is almost is open almost every night and I oh. I gotta say from the times that I've just happened to be there for an event I find out there's three other events going on at the same time and like they're not small events either they're, <laughs> they there's a lot going on it's fantastic it's fantastic it is and and you know no matter what your you know your language your age your situation in life there's something for you there they have a great array of groups both in English and Spanish so you know some you know, men's and women's group a uh, lot you know lots of different things for different ages um, and different focuses uh, they also they've hosted a shelter there since actually since the 1980s um, they had a little bit of time while they kind of reorganized um, but now they're a hosting church for family promise which i believe we heard about from our friends at catholic charities at, at one point right. um, and so for those that don't remember uh, that means that for four weeks out of um, in the summer a family it's a shelter for families basically and but then throughout the rest of the year it will rotate to different local churches um and so that's just incredible that they do that um they also were even a uh, emergency shelter during the storm just in a the couple, most recent one just sure. a couple weeks ago which we know was actually you know very dangerous mm-hmm. and so um they just seem so so welcoming and, and just really care about their their community which is just fantastic and one of the things they had over the weekend was a crab They had their crab feet. You know, I didn't get a chance to go I, try it. I I was there last week, and I was like, oh, man, like, they don't have any ready yet, so it's too early, but I'm sure it was great. They were not, all getting ready that, for it. Not that that would bias you at all. No, yeah. not at all, but but, but I did, I did want to try it. <laughs> Who would not want to, yeah, not enjoy a little bit of crab along with wonderful people there at Ascension? Yeah, congratulations, uh, Ascension Catholic Church, our first parish of the week. It's exciting. There's there's a lot there's a lot to learn about them. So throughout the week, we'll be talking about different things going on. Uh, we'll also feature this on our website and social media because I can't even get to anything. Um, to if I can mention two more quick Please things, do uh, they every Tuesday they have adoration all day. Um, so if you're in the area and need somewhere to go pray, uh, they also have confessions every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. And I know confessions are sometimes just hard to find a time that works yeah. for your schedule, but that's actually a pretty pretty convenient time. So that's um, tonight. That's tonight. Yeah. 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 Go over so and on your way home from work. Yeah. It's, it's head fantastic. On um, and then also they have a really great young adult ministry and I've gotten to know some of the young adults involved in that. Um, but that's ages 18 to 35. Um, and actually one of their service opportunities is volunteering with the shelter that's there. Um, so, but they do a lot of other activities as well, but um, they, I know they're really um, hoping that more people will come and yeah, they're a great group. I've just been really, uh, blessed to get to know them. So uh, keep listening all week and and you'll find out more about Ascension. All right. And then next week we'll have another That's parish correct. of the week. So if we if people want to get their parish involved, how do they do that? Yeah, so they can just send us an email um, at info at modern day radio um, and they can uh, tell us about their parish. You know, what really makes it 
you know, what makes it unique? Because like we said, they're all a little bit different and yeah. there's things to highlight about each one. Um, and, you know, we, we want to talk to the people in the parishes and hear hear from them, you know, what 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 is it about? It will give us the inside scoop. You know, we, we can we can find out some things by, you know, going online. But we want to we want to hear from the people in the parishes about what what makes your parish community really stand out. And, and I think it's just a wonderful thing to to celebrate. And, you know, even if it's not your parish, you get to learn about other parishes, which I think is a really beautiful thing about being part of the body of Christ. Sarah Kenzie is the digital media manager here at Mater Day Radio. She is joining us today as we have announced Ascension Catholic Church here in Portland as our first and highlighting all week long Parish of the Week. So many great things that are going on. And Sarah, I think that what I love about this project is we know that there are people who are listening right now who are thinking, who have something in their heart that is Mm -hmm. drawing them to the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. and they want to find out more. And I think through this project, they'll be able to learn so much again about the different activities that each parish Mm kind of unique to itself, depending on the population that is coming there. So over these, the weeks and months of the year, we're going to be making our rounds all over the Archdiocese of Portland, might even head to areas that might only be able to get Mater Day Radio through the phone, uh, their phone app, Hail Mary Media app, because they're outside our broadcast oh, range. So exciting. we are definitely going to yeah. get out there and uh, let everybody know about wonderful things going on in the parishes. So again, remind our listeners about you know some of the things that uh, you're looking that we're looking for for uh, at info at materdayradio.com that they can send us to talk about their parish. Um, yes, yeah, so the you know just tell us what parish you're from. Uh, tell just tell us what kind of activities happen at your parish. Uh, maybe a little bit about it and why. I mean, really, it's why do you love your parish? And, and if you want to send some crab, we'll take. The <laughs> so Sarah, yes. in leading up to this <laughs> announcement today, you had been in contact with them when you told them that Ascension, you guys are going to be our first highlighted parish of the week. What did they say? Oh, they were very excited. They were they were very excited to be featured, and they they were busy getting ready for that crab feed, but. <laughs> They were very kind and sent me a lot of great information and, and, you know, really, really uh, let me know the things that they wanted to highlight about, about their parish, which, which is fantastic. Well, great. Well, we'll keep talking about Ascension throughout the week and congratulations to Father Jaspers, to your staff, the wonderful work that all of you are doing. We are happy to acknowledge and say thank you for that. And Sarah, thank you for joining us on today's uh, Tech Tuesday. Thank you. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join me, Monsignor Gerard O'Connor, and the listeners of Mater Day Radio as we pray for the intercession of St. Michael the Archangel. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in our battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of Heavenly Hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit us online at materdayradio.com forward slash prayer or call our prayer hotline at 503-285-3737. That's materdayradio.com forward slash prayer. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors. Financial planning and investment management to help you retire with confidence. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors partners with you to find clarity, build a plan, and invest with your Catholic values in mind. Scheduling a free consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Hi, I'm Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Quick check the weather forecast, mostly cloudy this afternoon, should stay dry with a high of 56 and the rain rolls in after 10 tonight with a 90% chance of rain, low cooling off to about 49 overnight, right now 48 in the Rose City. All right. Boy, I just feel like I'm just high on life right now. I'm so excited. Ascension Catholic, congratulations. Way to go. Our Father highlighted Jasperson crew over there. The Way to go. Congratulations. And closing out our show today, here is Dupree. Can you feel it? And we are the morning blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. You know there's gotta be a reason for everything, everything Looking so me up ahead, yeah Coming at you and you can't help Questioning everything Running right through your bones It's taking complete control You know it now, change gon' come You know it now, change gon' come It's chasing you everywhere Can't be thinking of nothing else You know it now, change
Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life, mother and son, Dupree, and change going to come. It's 8.59. Oh, what a great Tuesday. I feel like this is a Friday with this kind of excitement and energy we've had on the show it today. It does. From the moment we started this morning, it's kind of felt giddy, and I still do. Oh, I feel giddy. Congratulations again to uh, Ascension. Uh, Now, I've become familiar with it because, you know, among all of the many activities they have, Encounter Ministries School of Prayer has been hosted there. And so the good deacon, Scott, he's been going there once a week uh, throughout this, uh, since the fall time they've been doing that. So, again, such great programs that are going on at Ascension, and they're one of many. So we look forward to continuing this great project of ours. Can't wait till next Tuesday. We'll have our second winner. That's going to be exciting. All right. Now today, let's see, Tuesday. So that means we've got Voice of the Shepherd. Uh, We've got such a great evening tonight because Archbishop Sample going to be talking to the Director of Catholic Schools, Dr. Elias Moe. And so definitely want to tune into that. And of course, remember, you can catch the podcast of that on the Hail Mary media app also. And the live broadcast, 730 tonight, Voice That's of the it. Shepherd. That's all right. So that is going to wrap it up for us today on The Morning Blend. We hope you have a very blessed day. God bless you.